0: This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in car.
1: And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy show one week from Christmas Day. And hopefully we can give you some Christmas gifts through the world of sports. Although from a Sunday, it was kind of uh, stinky yesterday. And of course, it's all about volleyball. We had basketball wins Uh, We're going to talk about the Huskers, we're going to talk about the Lopers, the Broncos, what went on on the high school thing, because there was also a lot of positives over the weekend. Uh, Ryan Bauer, Carney High wrestling coach, is going to join us. They won the Flatwater Fracas for the first time since 2018. And then right away, the team they beat in the finals, Grand Island, they duel here at home Thursday. And we'll have that for you here on ESPN, so we'll talk with him later on. Matt Davison of the 1890 initiative we're going to talk with here in just a little bit uh, with National Letter of Intent Signing Day coming up on Wednesday. The name, image, and likeness is uh, coming up, and uh, they have a big push through the end of tomorrow, and we'll talk about that and a few other things on the football side with Matt Davison. But, uh, Jimmy, uh, it's all about volleyball, and uh, hadn't seen anything like that in a long, long time. Uh, Nebraska didn't get beat. Uh, They got dominated, especially in the last set and a half yesterday, which you were looking for the cherry on top of the epic historic season season. And the way the Huskers handled it afterwards, also very good. But I think you're just kind of stunned for a while after that, Jimmy. When 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 it was the second set and Texas went on an 11-0 run, which you don't see very often, even even when top team plays bottom team, even when Nebraska's playing Long Island University, you just don't see that very often. Hardly
0: see it ever in a high school match even, yeah, so
1: you're right. And you just, I think, shock takes over. Something that has never happened to these young ladies happened yesterday and give it to texas here's a team that we talked about last week was fortunate to even make it to tampa and they are the national champs
0: yeah and they uh texas really played well in the second and third set and i'm not so sure the first set wasn't played well by both teams i thought nebraska you know countered a little bit it was like a a match that kind of would go down it was like around 20 to 20 and you didn't know who was going to win this first set and texas got it and then once it got to be about, there was a, there was a run, light, and you hit it right on the head, Doug. There was a serve, some server hit about 10 straight right. serves and, and got kept the momentum going. And we never got it back. We might have, in fact, we might have, and I, I didn't add it up, because I, 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 but I can do the math right now. We might have got beat about 40 to 14 as the, as the thing ended. I mean, there, there was a yeah. stretch there, and I don't know how bad it was, but it was bad enough that we got beat really bad there toward that, like you said, the, second, the second set.
1: was uh went back there and served 10 in a row, and four of them were aces, and Texas had 12 aces, and those are just the ones that hit the floor or, or ricochet off and go into the crowd. Number of them that just got Nebraska immediately out of system. You're not going to get as many kills. Your hitting percentage is going to be down. That's why Coach Cook, which has funneled down to every high school coach, serving and passing. Is what wins you volleyball games. Yes, you love to see the big hits and all that, but it's serving and passing, and that was never more evident than yesterday.
0: Yeah, and even Doug, in the first set, we got all both of the challenges went our direction. There were challenged coach, coaches challenged twice. Their coach challenged, our coach challenged. There was some controversy um, and involved when it got to be like 21-21. I mean, it was re- and everything went Nebraska's way the first set in texas still overcame all that to win that first set so you know i just thought the momentum really changed when that girl started serving like o'neil started yeah. serving nebraska and we never went, got it back
1: nebraska went back at that time they were ahead 10 to 7 and uh she went back to serve at 10 to 8 and to your point from that moment on from that point where it was 10 to 7 texas outscored nebraska 43 to 15 yeah. over the next set and a half. Coach John Cook, uh, for those that haven't seen it on Twitter and boys, social media, another pos- positive thing about social media is when you have some positive things out there, but it has blown up here in the last hour. But Coach Cook, before they boarded the plane this morning, had this message.
2: Hey, Husker fans, we're on our way back from Tampa. I just wanted to take a moment on behalf of our team to thank the Husker nation for making this one of the greatest Final Fours ever. You have no idea the impact you had on our team, how we represented Nebraska with our fans, all the great comments we got from everybody about how great Nebraska people are. It just, it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to play for the state of Nebraska and for all of you. I'm sorry we couldn't get it done, but uh, our team had an amazing season, and you're a big part of it. So again, on behalf of the team and our support staff and everybody, thank you very much. There is no place like Nebraska. Go Big Red.
1: So there's John Cook before uh, they got on the plane this morning.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, you you get that. When you're 31-1 and 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 at one time you were about 24-0, and you're really looking and thinking, hey, we have a chance. We're one of the maybe five or six teams in the nation that could win a national championship. And sometimes you get some help, Doug. You know, you, Tennessee could beat Texas, and you get some help as you get down the way, and you don't have to take on some of the jaunts, you know, that you have to play. Um, but Nebraska really didn't get a whole lot of help. I mean, every time we played somebody, that was the top, one of the top seeds. Pittsburgh was a good team. You know, we and, and played really well against them. Well, yeah.
1: here, here's one that you like to reference too, Jimmy. Texas beat number one seed Stanford, number one seed Wisconsin, number one seed, Nebraska. You can't play more than three ones, and they did, and they beat them all after they survived match point against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, good point, Doug. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Texas was the ranked number one to start the season and got beat by Long Beach State, and um, they never were ranked number one again for a while, but, boy, they, you know, I'm going to have to say that, you know, if I was going to rank, I I could not put Nebraska number one. You know, if I was going to rank the teams on how I'd have to put easily Texas, the way they played, I would have to rank them number one. And and, and, and uh, Nebraska number two, easy, one and two, the way I would do it. There's times when you look at that and you're going, I don't know about this. You know, maybe – and, you know, here's the thing too, Doug. We've talked about this before on the show. If you get beat on the last second shot or you get beat 27-25, you know, in a couple sets – I mean, that, that's a bad taste in your mouth, too. You feel bad if you made the one mistake, or you're the guy that missed the field goal at the end of the game, or you missed the free throw at the end of the game, whatever that sport that is. Well, this wasn't one of those games, yeah. you know. You didn't get beat by an official, Yeah, and you didn't get clipped at
1: the end. Right. And I suppose, you know, when you're sitting there and you're so many points down in that third set, you know what's coming. So it's it's a little bit different. couple comments from uh, the post-game press conference yesterday.
2: Texas played great. They had a level of serving we haven't seen all year. That really impacted us and our momentum and our confidence. And they just started, everything started going their way. They got all the momentum and we could never get it back. So great job by them, great job by their players. I'm, I'm very proud of our team for getting here. No seniors. We've had a heck of a year. One, one of the greatest seasons we have ever had in Nebraska this year. So this match isn't going to define that and what we've accomplished this year. but. Uh, Hopefully it will motivate us for a great another run and get back here in
1: 2024. Now Texas, and this isn't a shot at Texas, but Coach towards the end there was asked about getting back and building team and the future and kind of the big picture question and how Texas has done things a little different because this team, even for Texas, was quite a bit different than the team that won the national title last year.
2: You look at tonight's match, I mean, they've got half their starting team are transfers. They're all fourth- and fifth-year players except for Ella, the setter, who did a great job. That's how they've been building their team. That's how they built last year's team. I like what we're doing. I like recruiting kids and trying to make them be great.
1: And, and there's two different philosophies. It is different to see a perennial power have a lot of turnover. It's like Ohio State and Alabama going into the transfer portal and bringing in 10 new starters every year. You don't really see that. Texas didn't quite do that. But they had some rebuilding to do, and they'll have a lot of kids next year. Getting back to the match, at Coach Cook, was asked about that helpless feeling, sitting on the bench when you can't return a serve. It's
2: very helpless. It's just, you know, you're hoping they'll miss one, or it just really takes away all of our rhythm and confidence when somebody can do that. And I've seen it when we've done it to other teams. Yeah, it's tough. There's not much you can do. I'll give you a football analogy since you like those. It's like it's fourth quarter, and they're just running the ball. You know they're going to run, and you can't stop them. That's what it feels like, and they just go down the field. And that's what Texas did
1: there you go there you go there you go it's unbelievable and then a couple comments from the from the young ladies one of the questions was asked of them how soon do you flush this loss which obviously said i know this is quick but this is our only chance to ask you about it right now it's you know harper murray was up there becca alec and lexi rodriguez and lexi made a good point she's now 0 for 2 in national finals yeah oops i think i got the wrong Wrong, uh, let's go to the right one here. Let's see what Lexi had to say about uh, that for the Huskers. Yeah, I thought we did a pretty well, I guess the right I got the wrong one again, Jimmy. It's in here somewhere. No, I- uh, uh, sorry about that. But then uh, it was brought up about, you know, the future here. And Harper Murray, the freshman, had a prediction for the Big Red fans.
3: Yeah, I think we're going to win three j- national championships the next three years, though. So.
1: And then off to the side, Becca, Alex said, expletive, yeah. <laughs> which was, so they're, they're focused to go, it, but it's tough, Jimmy. I'm going to tell you right now, it's tough because you don't know what's going to happen. You, you want to say that all 14 of these kids are back next year. There's another recruiting class coming in. There's so much playing time out there. I've seen it for way too long where our fans or the kids come out of, well, we lost the district championship, so we don't get to go to state this year, but boy, we're going to do it. Ne- Somebody gets sick. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody moves. There's a coaching change. There's a hundred things that can happen. Now, yes, there's a lot of positives with this Nebraska volleyball, but the one thing you cannot take for granted is to count on that you're going to be back there next year.
0: Yeah, Doug, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this real fast, but you and I have talked for a year about this. And when people talk about Nebraska football, And they said, we'll we'll be better next year. I'm going to go, what makes you think we're going to be better next year? We lost Trey Palmer. You know, we're losing these players. What makes you think our offense is going to be able to move the ball? We're losing our best pieces. So, having said this about the Nebraska volleyball, how the hell do you think the rest of the Big Ten feels when they see that team coming back?
1: Because Wisconsin is going to lose a little bit.
0: Exactly right. I mean, Nebraska's probably got more players coming back, and they already won it. It would be almost unrealistic to think that this team would lose six games next year even if they lost one player off this to the portal Uh, because somebody's going to come in and they're going to gain some players and somebody's going to get better Um, just because these six players started this year doesn't mean somebody's not going to get better this may be on that team or maybe somebody that that comes in uh, as a transfer or somebody comes in as just an incoming freshman that's going to be able to help this team win games. Lee Feinswag, of volleyball mag,
1: is flying today, so he's going to join us tomorrow. And Kevin Suits from Ten Eleven, uh, he is on his way back from Tampa. We weren't sure, but he has landed, so we're going to talk to him oh, good, at the good. bottom of the hour as well. He was down there, really did a great job. I was amazed with all the folks, even our local folks here with Darren and the gang uh, over at NTV Ten Eleven. Wherever you were watching or listening, there was a lot of folks down there covering that, and we're going to get to talk to him as well. Matt Davison is standing by, and uh, before we do that, want to say a couple things on the football side of things. These are being reported. Uh, former Indiana coach Tom Allen expected to become the next defensive coordinator at Penn State. That'll be a good get, I think, for Penn State. And Mickey Joseph is being introduced this morning as the next head football coach at Grambling,
0: Jimmy. Good deal. I'm glad he landed on his feet somewhere. This man did nothing Uh, but helped Nebraska football out the best that he could in the situation he was at, and I'm really glad. That is really good news, and I'm happy for Mickey. How about you, Doug?
1: Yeah, I mean, from the football side of things, absolutely, and you deserve a second chance. I hope everything
0: in his personal life is going okay as well. Yeah, and I think you said it better than I did because that's how I feel too.
1: Well, National Letterman's Signing Day is coming up Wednesday, and uh, Matt Davison, who we all know, Uh, is part of the 1890 initiative and maybe more than just a part and he's going to tell us a little bit about husker uh, signing day and the countdown to signing day for uh, the 1890 initiative and matt welcome back to the doug and daddy show how
4: are things bud good man doug great great to be on with you and certainly appreciate you having me on tell everybody they've heard of 1890 we've heard all
1: the ads we've went to the husker games and, and we keep seeing 1890 but i get that sense that even though people know there's name, image, and likeness and they're looking to give quarterbacks a million and a half dollars or something like that, a lot of people still <laughs> don't know what this is about and how it works. So what would you just generally say about the 1890 initiative to uh, any fan out there?
4: Well, name, image, and likeness has been around for a couple of years now, and, and I was excited when it hit because I knew Nebraska could be good at it, and, and we are good at it. And the thing is we want to be great at it. And to do that, we need everybody to get involved. And I think, as you said, everybody maybe has seen 1890 or heard about it. If you want to help with name, image, and likeness, the easiest thing you can do is contribute. And we want everybody to feel like they're a part of this. So every single gift matters. Um, There's two easy ways to give on our website, 1890nebraska.com, or through text to give, N-E-B-N-I-L to 801-801. And on the first day we did this countdown to, to signing day, We had over 700 individual people that had given and and that had contributed, and we had heard from people in 30 states. So that's kind of the point of this is Husker Nation is is widespread. Uh, We all want the Huskers to win. It's an exciting time of year with signing day, the volleyball team, unbelievable, uh, basketball, wrestling. and, And so you can go to the website, choose which sport you want to give to, And 100% of your contribution goes to the student-athletes. And so it's a pretty good setup, and we just want to ask for everybody's help.
1: This could be from $5 to whatever they want to give because you guys are going to have a a matching donor as well.
4: That's right. A generous donor came forward, said they would match the first $250,000. We're trying to raise half a million by next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. We're off to a great start. We're about halfway there right now, and what we've been doing this for just a couple of days. So... Um, there's been a great response so far. We have the ability to do, to do recurring donations, $10 a month, $20 a month, and that's really what we need. We want everybody to feel like they're a part of this thing, and, and ultimately we want to give our coaches the best chance to succeed in the NIL era, and that means you know, working with them, trying to retain the best athletes that we do have on campus and trying to attract the best athletes that we don't have that we want to be here on campus with us.
1: Matt, obviously not every athlete is got an NIL deal or is with 1890. What's the stable look like right now for your organization with Nebraska athletes?
4: So we're working with about 150 student athletes on campus right now. A uh, hundred of those are, are on the football team. and And that means that they're getting something from 1890. And obviously it's kind of all over the board. But we work with uh, nine sports on campus, and we have 150 student-athletes that we're working with. So the entire volleyball team, the entire basketball team, the entire women's basketball team, um, we've done a bowling deal with the entire bowling team. So uh, it's, it's kind of across the board. But if anybody wants to help an individual sport, they can give that way online. They can get a hold of us on our website. If they have great ideas, we're always open to that. Um, look, it's a, it's a fun little thing that we're doing at 1890 uh trying to help our coaches we have a good time with it and we want everybody to feel like they're a part of it too
1: 1890 president former husker matt davison with us here on the doug and daddy show matt i think we also have that perception of okay the athlete is endorsing a product for somebody and with this 1890 you're really not necessarily endorsing a product for all of these student athletes
4: no um, i think the ncaa kind of thought it was going to be very transactional with NIL and that, that they were going to be student athletes who were only going to be doing commercials and being on billboards and, and things like that. And then companies like ours quickly came around and, and called a collective. Essentially, we pool the dollars, contributions that come into the company, and then use those dollars uh, to make payments to the athletes. The athletes then have to go out and do things uh, that we line up for them, um, called NIL activities that could include a lot of different things and then they do those activities and then we, the payments come to them so the way we, t- we do it here and it's kind of all across the board I think every NIL company does it differently but we've chosen the the nonprofit route for probably 80% of our fulfillment so uh, Kenzie Knuckles handles that she's on our staff and probably a familiar name to everybody listening but Kenzie lines up all of these events, and we work with about a dozen charities across the state. And so we're getting our student-athletes out there to, to help with the, the Food Bank of Nebraska and Dreamweaver Foundation and Make-A-Wish and all of these great nonprofit organizations. And so we get our, our student-athletes out to events to help with uh, bring awareness to those things. And that's how they do their fulfillment of their contracts with us and then can receive payments from those dollars that have come in through contributions from our fans.
1: Matt, how far would you say Nebraska – because that was the goal for Nebraska to get out ahead of this and be better than the Big Ten and try to be as good as anybody in the country. Where do you think uh, Nebraska is with this?
4: Well, I would say this. I think the structure of our company and the the, the backbone of it all, like with the people and, and, and the support that we have, I think is as good as anybody in the country because Tom and Sean Pede have – they own this company and they pay for all of our expenses and all the overhead. We have four full-time employees. We have an intern that's awesome. And then we probably have another 15 people at Sandhills Global that are working on 1890 every day. I could tell you nobody in the country has that amount of people power behind it. Um, And nobody can sit there and say, as we do, that a hundred percent of your contribution goes exactly where you want it to go. And That's the student athletes. No overhead goes to us. And so the, the structure of our company, the setup is as good as it gets. Um, Ultimately, you, you need to raise a lot of money, and you need to get the best student-athletes here and, and see success. Obviously, the volleyball team is doing very well. Uh, we want to try to get our other sports kind of chasing that, and obviously football, we need to get that you know uh, figured out and as good as we can. I think we have the right coach, and so we just have to be able to give him the resources to be able to, uh, to compete at this level right now.
1: Again, if you want to contribute, 1890Nebraska.com. Uh, you can also text NEBNIL to the number 801-801. Matt Davison with us for just another moment here, the president of the 1890 initiative. Matt, when, because it's not direct with Nebraska and the NCAA and any university, there's, there's that thin wall in there. When Matt Rule says it's going to take X amount of dollars to bring a quarterback, he could put in any player, but when he made that statement last week, Oh, how did you how did you react to that, and what does that mean, and is that directly on Nebraska and 1890 to try and secure that kind of money?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that that gives you scope. Um, when he said it, I was, of course, like kind of turned and looked like, "Did you just say that?" <laughs> um, but you know, th- there's been a great response, I'll tell you that. And I mean, unfortunately, Doug, that's the thing that always gets the headlines across the country for the last two years. And I would just caution people that a lot of what you read and what you you hear about these big numbers and these big contracts may not be true. Uh, There are very few athletes that are making that kind of money. And, uh, you know, mostly student athletes right now across the country, across all these sports, are just making a little bit of money. It's making their life a little bit more comfortable. Uh, It's really hard to have a job when you're a division one athlete at a, at a power five school and you're playing volleyball or basketball or football, you just don't have the time. And, and so your job really is to be a student athlete. And so through name, image, and likeness, we can give them a platform. They can give back to the community. They can make a little bit of money. It makes their lives a little bit easier. And, and we get to see all the positive effects that it has on them and their families. And so, uh, you know, look, we've, we, we, I, I know what he said. Uh, we're going to try to help uh, get the best athletes here that we can, and that means we need everybody's help.
1: Matt, Matt I know the fans would want to know this question. I guess I'm curious as well. Do you or does someone in your organization already talk to prospective? I mean, we're looking at these quarterbacks coming in or a hot shot point guard. Do you talk to them before they commit? How does that all work?
4: Um, typically, not, um, but. It depends. Um, You know, we get calls all the time from student-athletes. I I guess I shouldn't say typically not. I mean, it kind of depends on the situation. But a lot of times student-athletes will will wonder what our company looks like and how it's structured and how we operate. And NIL is a part of the decision that they're going to make. And so they're looking at three, four, five schools. They may call the NIL company at all of those and say, okay, what's it going to look like when I get there? how does this all work with 1890 I tell them about our company and and that's kind of the way it works so um, it kind of depends on the sport depends on the time of year uh, but a lot of times they'll reach out and at least try to get a, a conversation with me yes
1: so after the catch what kind of NIL money would Matt Davison had made back in the day
4: Oh, buddy. Well, I was a freshman too. I mean, I had a pretty good run in front of me. Uh, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been pretty good, I think. Yeah. Right, hey, Matt. One more for
1: you. I mean, obviously, you've been involved with the football program since that day. Since coming to Nebraska, uh, you've been in the broadcast booth. But you're, it, I mean, it didn't work out with the previous regime. But you have found a way here to stay involved. How important was that for you?
4: Well, it's just been a big part of who i am and and um, what I've done in my life and I think all the 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 jobs that I've had leading up to this have are kind of all a piece of eighteen ninety I mean being around recruiting and compliance when I was in the university, um, the marketing and advertising and radio and media stuff that we do with eighteen ninety you know all of that has helped me there, and then with fundraising. Um, I've done a lot of that in my life and, and worked with nonprofits. So this is kind of a mix of a lot of the things that I've done over the last 25 years. And, and so that's why it was a good fit for me. Obviously, I love the Huskers. I love working with Coach Rule, Hoiberg, Williams, Manning. Like, I love working with the coaches and the, and the athletes. And so it's been a great fit, man. And I just appreciate everybody thinking about helping out and, and uh, giving back to, to our student athletes.
1: Trying to raise 500000 by Wednesday. I'm sure that won't be a problem. One more time, Matt, how can folks help out?
4: Go to our website. It's 1890nebraska.com or you can text NEBNIL to 801 801.
1: Matt Davison, president of the 1890 Initiative. And if you are older than 20, you know Matt Davison from <laughs> anything else that he has done uh, for the Big Red. Matt, great hey, to have you can back you on the Douglas You can have Danny me show.
4: back on sometime, Doug. Hey, I'm Anytime, go, man.
1: anytime, we can we can talk <laughs> actual football and other sports too, buddy. Hey,
4: let's do it. Let's do it. I appreciate you. Thanks, Matt. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Matt Davison, 1890 Initiative, joining us here. And again, uh, go to their website, find out a whole lot more as uh, here at News Channel Nebraska and the Doug and Daddy Show, making a push for them as that goes through uh, tomorrow afternoon, and then we'll have National Letter of Intent Signing Day on wednesday everybody waiting for dylan rayola to say something Jimmy. yeah exactly
0: that's exactly right that's kind of an interesting situation there with the quarterbacks we've gone through the last week well let's take a break and
1: brought to you by Husker sit and sleep 1907 central avenue open 10 to 6 monday through saturday one to four sunday christmas shopping maybe you're doing some for yourself your mom your dad they'd love a recliner maybe a new bedroom set Never think that anything is too big or too small because they have the best prices in town. Their low overhead means lower prices, brand new furniture and mattresses, all with the manufacturer warning. There's no pressure sales. Come on in, same low prices every day. See what they've got to offer. They're going to show you anything you want, and you can take it right there, or they'll deliver it for you as well. If you want to look ahead before you go down and see the gang, go online to Husker Sit and Sleep. Husker Sit, the letter N at Husker Sit and Sleep. In Carney. Kevin Suits from 1011. Later on, Ryan Bauer, Carney Wrestling Coach. Stay with us.
5: At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes, we see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision, plants with purpose, outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape.
3: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
5: Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated. But your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life. And auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Carney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services. 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC. Affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services.
4: Here's your Tri-Cities weather forecast. Sunshine today with a high nearing 39, partly cloudy overnight with a low around 25. Sunny and 50 into Tuesday, south winds between 10 and 15 and gusting as high as 30, and mostly clear skies Tuesday night with a low around 26. Sunshine into Wednesday with a high of 54, and mostly cloudy with a low around 30 over Wednesday night. Sunny and 52 Thursday, then clear skies Thursday night with a low around 30. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Carol Foster. Currently, it's 29 degrees.
1: Second Daddy's show. Oh my goodness! River, Little my Willie time. coming back in. I know. Yesterday we watched basketball, and then we went in and watched the volleyball game. Then we had the NFL on the whole time. That gets done, and all of a sudden, maybe you watch sixty minutes, maybe you're. And then Willie Nelson's ninetieth birthday celebration came on, and I know you watched that wall to wall, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I
0: did not see it, but I <laughs> I noticed it was on TV. Okay. I, I was when I was scanning my programs. I about hit it, but just didn't. I would have if I'd known you were going to call me out on the radio on it, though. If you, I'd have were done that. Were you guys that. in
1: the same class?
0: <laughs> Heck, you're a Gumball, yeah. <laughs> No, I riffed his game
6: too. Uh, even yeah. better. Yeah, even yeah. better.
1: <laughs> Doug and Daddy Show, Doug, you to Jim Langan. Our Doug and Daddy poll question you can vote on anytime on Twitter at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. We're going to give you a couple NFLs to start the week. Because it's getting tight here with a, just a handful of games to go. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston are all 8-6 and six in the AFC South. Who you got? Who wins the AFC South to get to the playoffs? Jimmy, who you got? The Colts, the Texans, or the
0: Jags? I think I looked that up on their schedules, and I kind of like the Texans.
1: I'd like the Texans with their quarterback healthy in C.J. Stroud. No C.J., no Texans. Got it. I don't understand why Jacksonville isn't a little bit better, but I'm going to hang with them. I'm going to hang with them. And the Colts got banged up yesterday as well. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. And mainly because it's been a Florida-type theme here the last few days. And uh, I'll tell you what, this morning I'm looking on Twitter, I'm looking on social media, and I'm going, Kevin Suits is having a heck of a good time down there. Let's talk to him about the volleyball and everything they did down in Tampa. The sports director at 1011 11 is with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Welcome home, my man
6: uh yeah sure it's cold here and i don't see any palm trees so if you want to call it welcome home i guess
1: you have had and because it's a favorite story of mine because i have heard it probably the day it happened and you kind of referenced it and you can go to kevin suits twitter page you're down there with your wife michelle the person that introduced you or at least recommended uh was there you had a really cool photo outside the arena with a million people trying to get into that arena If you would be so kind, would you share that story with those that don't know it about how you two got together and the proposal that I thought was pretty cool?
6: Okay. Well, if if you're going to invite me to share this story, (laughs) I'll try to do it as succinctly as possible. I'm a TV guy. We try to talk in very short sentences, so I'll try to go quick here. Um, So I'm originally from Illinois. A few nights before I moved to Nebraska, coming to Lincoln for my first job out of college, um, one of my friends, Ashley Vance, she said, hey, you should look up Michelle Lynch. We played club volleyball together. I was moving to Nebraska, knew nobody in the entire state. Uh, Lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I was at a Nebraska volleyball event. I said, which one's Michelle? (laughs) And so we met each other then. And I started covering the Nebraska volleyball team. Fast forward a few months. um, She was introduced to the crowd during starting introductions. And you know how they throw the volleyballs out to the crowd guys. You know, that's always a fun thing. Usually they're intended for, uh, I don't know, the little girls or a mom in the crowd. Michelle got introduced. She turned around and she rolled a ball on the ground at the NU Coliseum directly to me. I picked it up. I go, well, that was kind of cool. And I looked down a little closer and uh, her phone number was on it. <laughs> True story. So from there, the uh, she, she uh, initiated the relationship. I called her. I actually talked to her that night and got denied. I called her. And uh, invited her to go meet up with some of my uh, colleagues and said, hey, there, it's karaoke night. You want to join us? She goes, I'm in bed. Sorry, pal. <laughs> uh, so I didn't think it was going to go very uh, very well after that. But, no, we started dating shortly after. Um, and then, you know, we dated for about a year. And I proposed to her on the Inu Coliseum floor during her senior night celebration. She thankfully said yes. And now uh, 17 years later, we're. We're still happily married with three kids, but it all goes back to my friend, Ashley, who said, you should look up Michelle. And there I was in Tampa, Florida, amongst the sea of red before the championship match on Sunday. And I heard somebody, yell, Kevin, and I turned around and it was Ashley and her family and my heart sunk. But then it became so swelled up. I got to hug them all and say, say, nice to see you. They still live in Illinois. And it was just a complete random running there many, many miles from home.
0: Kevin, great story. I, I officiate a lot. I've never had anybody roll a basketball, a baseball, a softball, any <laughs> ball with their phone number on it. So, I, I, so I'm going to start looking really hard, though, right now. Hey, Kevin, uh, uh, not to be I, – I don't want to start this on a negative, but I just w- want to know, do you know the last time Nebraska scored less than 50 points in a volleyball game?
6: I don't. That's, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I, I even pose that. I mean, you've got to spend some time going through the archives to figure out that question. Uh, 47 was the total. They, they scored 47 points in a volleyball match. And I think that, you know, like, sometimes they'll have a bad set. They'll be held to, like, I don't know, 12, 15. But to have two sets where they go under 15, like, I, I think it's probably pre-John Cook. I don't know that that's happened over the last 24 years. I would almost be surprised if it has um, maybe the Oh three season, but man, I, I don't know. I, th- that was just so, it was sad, you know, it, it, frankly, I don't know how else to describe what happened on Sunday, but uh, it was surprising and uh, it was just kind of sad. It kind of sapped all the energy out of the arena and, um, it was just like a bad movie. You knew how, how it was going to end after Texas went on that huge run in set two. You kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. It's
1: like watching Clark Griswold on the saucer sled. You know it's not going to end well. You're just waiting to see how it ends. <laughs> uh, Kevin Sue's 10-11 sports director with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Before that, though. When it didn't even look good in the first set and Jerry Elliott gets red carded, which I've never even seen in one of Nebraska's matches, which was unbelievable. And all the fans are going, well, what's going on? What are they saying? You're in a sports bar. You're trying to turn up the volume. What, what are they? What's going on there? And then Nebraska ties it, yet they lose that set. Talk about that moment uh, and, and those kind of 10 minutes when that was going on, Kev.
6: Well, there was a lot of confusion, not just for people at home watching it on TV, but there was a lot of confusion inside the arena because all you saw was a coach whose face was bright red, stomping his foot, and he just wouldn't stop yelling despite the official, the down rep. My goodness, that lady gave him the, the the Heisman like five times, and he kept coming. And then the up rep just kept staring at him. Uh, Jared Elliott's big issue in that moment was he thought Nebraska was out of rotation and the rest were really not willing to have a conversation with him. They addressed it. It was brief and that was it. And he continued to go into it. And then the red card, another element that people didn't realize in that moment, you know, when you get a red card, the other team gets a point, but the point was not placed on the scoreboard. So everybody in the arena wasn't even aware of the correct score, Um, So it was really wild. And in fact, I was sitting courtside guys and the gentleman directly to the right of me, he is with the uh, officials association. They had a huge convention down there at the final four. And he was with that group. And he even told me as we watched Jarrett Elliott lose his cool, he goes, he's really close to getting ejected. And because I was thinking that, but it's one thing for me to just assume that, but for, Somebody in the officiating world to say that right next to me? Because he was like, My goodness, like,
4: wow.
6: And went to get to calm down. And he didn't really calm down until, um, you know, the, the red card finally got him to take a seat. And then I, I was within earshot when Maddie Skinner, she ran over to the up rep. And the first thing she said was, I'm so sorry. And she said it kindly and politely. <laughs> like, it's almost like she was ashamed of her coach in that moment. I've
1: called a lot of volleyball, and I mentioned this to uh, the folks I was watching the game with yesterday, and it was midway through the third set, and they had just, I think, uh, had said you know, that Maddie Skinner had 15 kills and the rest of the team had 13, and I went, my God, they only have 28 kills, and they need like 13 more points to win the match. Only half their points yesterday were results of kills, and that has to do with the A serves, and the mistakes by Nebraska. When that 11-0 run's going on, we can watch it on TV and listen to John on the radio, who uh, was was losing his marbles as well. But, Kevin, what was it like? Because we didn't expect
6: a blowout. We didn't expect a blowout either way. I didn't expect Texas to be in the national championship match. Yeah. So when they knocked off Wisconsin, that was a moment that I think a lot of people were like, whoa, that wasn't was really on my radar. I was one of them, and they really handled Wisconsin on Thursday. And now that you see how the entire tournament played out, Texas kind of did to Nebraska what they did to Wisconsin. They stressed them from the service line. They hit the ball really hard, and they were very effective with whatever the game plan was. And, and you just got the sense, even before the 11-0 run in the second set, I mean, everybody's going to always remember that and associate the 11-0 run with Nebraska losing in the 2023 National Championship match. But the way Nebraska lost set one, it was Kaylee Akana serving an ace, and she went right after Allie Beton, she shanked the pass. And it's not like a lot of the aces for Texas were just going hand-to-floor. The ball would go over the net, and Nebraska would have an opportunity to pass the ball. It There was just some miscommunication and... The Huskers, unfortunately, just had a really bad night passing the ball. And you could tell, you know, once they shanked a few, it really got in their heads. And I think with that young team, the confidence got shaken a little bit. Um, And there was even one time John Cook called a timeout during that 11-0 run. And instead of the coaches going straight to the girls in the huddle, the coaches huddled up themselves. And they stayed there for quite a while. And I was wondering, like, are you going to just talk (laughs) to the girls at all during the timeout? But you could tell Jordan Larson, Jalen Reyes, uh, Kelly Hunter, and John Cook, they were probably talking about serve-receive patterns, and they had already made a couple substitutions. So you got the sense that that coaching staff, despite their efforts to stem the tide, they were unable to do it, and they were searching for any kind of answer.
0: You know, Kevin, I'm not exactly 100% sure, but it seemed to me like the Texas setter was really setting the ball at a spot where the vertical jumping of Nebraska um, could, was voided because the, the set was about four foot away from the net so that they could get an extremely good vertical jump. And then the, the trajectory of the ball was going straight down where the, the day before Pittsburgh setter was setting the ball a little too close to the net and we were blocking everything. Did you have a feeling on that too?
6: That's a great point, Jimmy. The Yeah, Ellis Swindle, their freshman setter, is really good but it certainly helps when you have Maddie Skinner and they had, you know, there was always an option out of the back row for Texas. So if Skinner is front row, throw the ball high, let her pound it over Nebraska's block and she's back row. And, you know, I think there is no prettier play in volleyball than a beautiful uh, back row attack. And Maddie Skinner is one of those that can approach the 10 foot line, just hang in the air and then just let it rip at the last second. It was, it was, you know, if you like volleyball, it was really pretty. And I think Swindell really, uh, she just benefited from having the weapons she did around her. But with all that said, uh, she's going to have a pretty awesome uh, college career.
1: A couple more here for Kevin Suits, Sports Director ten eleven, with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. It also seemed, and I want to say this politely, but I think of all the freshmen, you hear it from the fans, you kind of hear it from when there's the opposition is that, If we're going to go after one of the freshmen, despite how good she is, especially from the back row, Harper Murray's kind of the one you go after. And she had her struggles yesterday, and it just seemed like Lexi wasn't even involved. I mean, we're so used to her. She didn't lead the team in digs. She wasn't even close to leading the team in digs. It was Harper because they kept going after her.
6: Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, You know, if you're coaching against Nebraska, isn't that what you do? I said before the match, uh, yeah, those freshmen are going to have to remain pretty poised in a very big moment. But also, I thought Allie Batonhorst was going to have to play really, really well. And I don't remember what Allie's final stat line was, but I think she hit negative 200. well part of that is because Nebraska wasn't passing well, and they weren't able to be in system yep. and feed Allie the ball. Um, but she struggled passing the ball as well. We saw her get uh, removed from the game briefly when they brought in Hayden Kubik. And, uh, man, it's just... For everything good that happened in the volleyball season with Volleyball Day in Nebraska and up uh, beating Stanford on the road and ending the, the skid against Wisconsin, for, for all of those positive points and historic proportions with the, with the attendance and um, everything involved in this year, for, for this to just happen on the backside of it was just so, so shocking.
1: Yeah, crazy the way it worked out. And it would have been the cherry on top of – even though they lost to Wisconsin, I still think it would have been as perfect a season because you're not going to have, like you said, Volleyball Day in Nebraska and some other things that they had. So for those of us that didn't get to be there, Kevin, the extra day in Tampa, what was it like for you, the fans, and everybody else that was down there?
6: Well, I think – I got mixed reviews on that. Uh, The extra day – it it, it adds a little bit more strain on your pocketbook, right? Right. So there were some folks that didn't like the fact that, you know, you have to extend the trip and pay a little bit more money. But I do know that it gave uh, a lot of folks that went down there an extra day to explore Tampa. And I I talked to uh, some fans that decided to get out of Tampa and, you know, go to the coast and uh, some went to Clearwater. Uh, I went to Treasure Island. The one bad part was on Saturday Saturday, It was the worst day of all weather-wise. It rained the entire day, and the winds really picked up in the evening. So it's not like everybody just used Saturday to just hang out in downtown. And I just wonder what that scene would have looked like had it been, you know, a really nice day, 75 degrees and sunshine in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Man, some of the images from that would have been great. But just the way the weather worked out, that was not the case. But still, you know, Uh, The the, the extra day, I'm curious to find out if the NCAA continues to do this. They may have a decision to make. You want to make it a five-day tournament or or a five-day obligation, or do you go back to four? And if you go to four, do you want to keep it on national TV? If that's the case, you could possibly see the semifinals move to Friday and the championship stay on Sunday.
1: Interested to see how it plays out. The championship could be on a Saturday afternoon on ABC instead of uh, a bowl game between two teams you never heard of, but they're not going to change that. It's a big day to get those college football and even NFL games on TV as well. Well, Kevin, hey, Merry Christmas to you and the family. Always great chatting with you, and uh, thanks for some time on the Doug and Daddy Show this morning.
6: I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas to you guys as well. See you, bud. Kevin
1: Suits, 10-11 sports director, uh, also a past winner of the uh, Sportscaster of the Year Award, so a Sports Broadcaster of the Year Award. So congratulations as well. Doug and Daddy Show brought to you by our friends at TNL Irrigation. With harvest all in the books for the most part, I know there's a few folks that are still out there finishing because that's the way it goes. Don't forget the harvest special is a great Christmas gift for you, the farmer, because you can save money right now on a TNL pivot system for the upcoming year. Successful farmers working hard and smart, and the smart choice in pivot irrigation is TNL. They're like no other, tough, reliable, hydraulically powered pivots, safe, simple, and easier on you. Talk to Ty Yost, Sutton Irrigation, and Sutton Derek Wagner, Wagner Irrigation. In Holdridge or go online to T L I R R dot com. Carney Wrestling Coach Ryan Bauer next. The Big Rack Shack is your one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 2608 East 32nd Street Place in Kearney today. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. They also have the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more. Find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464.
6: Hi, this is Nebraska Treasurer Tom Breezy. Did you know there is more than $225 million in lost cash and other assets just waiting for the rightful owner to claim at NebraskaLostCash.gov? In fact, one in five Nebraskans have some sort of unclaimed property, which could be uncashed refunds, rebates, or old bank accounts. With odds like that, if you don't have unclaimed property, you probably know someone who does. Be sure to search for your name, your family, or your business. Visit NebraskaLostCash.gov to see if my office is holding money for E
1: for you.
0: When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comforting guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation. Providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years.
1: Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the Lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal on the Bricks and Cunningham's on the Lake, Carney. Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real taco machine and play in the dirt all day? Uh-huh. To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215
6: G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin
1: County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. Doug and Daddy's show, Doug Duda, Jimmy Langan, producer Danny, getting you through today. Tomorrow, like we said, Lee is going to join us from VolleyballMag.com and a lot more as we get you closer to Christmas. We've got high school basketball coming your way tonight here on ESPN, Kennesaw's at Axtell beginning at 6 on the Vibe 98.9, Ravenna will go to Pleasanton, it's the opening games of their holiday tournament, and that begins at 5.30. And then uh, later this week here on ESPN, we get to put our toe in the wrestling water, and Carney and Grand Island are actually going to have a rematch, and it's the girls' first. It'll be our first-ever girls' duel uh, here on ESPN, and then that'll be at 6, followed by the boys at Carney High, and coincidentally, Carney just happened to beat Grand Island in the championship of the Flatwater Fracas this past weekend. The head coach of the Bearcats, Ryan Bauer, making some time for us. Coach, sorry we're a little behind, but thanks for making time. How are you? Oh, we're doing well. No problem at all. Well, congratulations. Uh, First time winning this since 2018. It has made a lot of changes, but you weren't the head coach in 2018 either. So uh, what was it like uh, this weekend for you and the boys?
3: No, I mean, it was a great weekend. Uh, You know, we felt confident that we could compete, you know, with all the teams there. But, I mean, that that tournament's a loaded tournament across the board, and it's kind of one of those things. I mean, you really, we preached it's kind of taking a match at a time, a duel at a time, because. I mean, there was probably five or six of those duels that are quote-unquote toss-up duels, and just the ability to kind of rack those toss-up matches and toss-up duels together to walk through it unscathed is pretty, pretty impressive, and I was extremely happy with the performance.
0: Coach, I was looking at some of your wrestlers, and I noticed Cade Abbey. I think that must be Bryce Abbey's son, and he's been around the sport a little bit. What, what grade is he in? And, and I saw he went 3-1. and one.
3: Yeah, Cade's a sophomore for us, and he's our 144 uh, varsity, and uh, yeah, he, he he did a tremendous job, especially I mean this was the second varsity competition he'd wrestled at Council Bluff last week. Um but yeah, I mean he, he had a great weekend. He stepped in, I think he went three and one of three pins and uh he did awesome for us this weekend.
1: Uh, talk with Ryan Bauer, Carney wrestling coach. Talk about just working your way through. I will you to me Carney would not have been the favorite going into the fracas this weekend. What did you think uh about your team going into the weekend and who was back and maybe who uh, had helped this team get a little bit better from the first two weeks.
3: Yeah, I, yeah again, I think we kind of – we drew our pools out that first uh, – you know, they sent us our pools earlier in the week. And, you know, I, Columbus, Garden City, Blair, uh, there's, uh, let's see, Lincoln Southeast and uh, Smith Center, Kansas. But, I mean, again, we drew Columbus right away around one. And I mean, I think the whole weekend with we eight total duels, with six of those teams being top five teams in their respective classes. And so, uh, again, I we believed that we were going to be very competitive and that we could piece something like this together. But believing it versus actually going out and executing, two different things.
1: When did you know? There's always that momentum point, and it, you kind of break it up. You you got done what you needed to do Friday and got in with the big boys on Saturday. When did you know things were rolling well for you, Coach?
3: I mean, round one, uh, you know, Columbus, they had their full lineup, uh, top five team, and we went out and we beat them by about 25, 30 points. I don't even know what it was. And so, I mean, it was literally match one, round one. We bumped Seth Philippi up to wrestle a kid uh, who was the ranked kid up a weight class, and Seth went out and had to just grind it out a four-to-one win. And, I mean, just guys, you know, the next match, uh, Tate Choplin, who took a year off of wrestling, uh, had the number three kid up a weight class, and he went to overtime with the kids. And, you know, he didn't pull off that win. But, I mean, you start off your day with those two matches, and guys just fed off of it.
0: Hey, Coach, when you, when you wrestled Grand Island, you got up 30-9 to nine, uh, halfway through the match with three, uh, uh, three pins. And then I also think there was a forfeit in there. I might be wrong about that. But you were up 30-9, to nine and it looked at that point that you were really in really good shape. And then my next question to you, do they, in this, uh, do they still flip a coin to decide what weight class you start at when, you go, when you're in a, a meet like this?
3: Uh, yeah, so they, they start the initial first duel at a certain weight class, and then every subsequent duel goes, They start at the next weight class. Okay, got it. Okay, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean we were up thirty to nine, but we knew our work would still cut us cut out for us. Even at that point, there were still things that needed to happen, and you know I, that duel specifically. I mean, we had three matches uh, where we were down late in the match that we actually ended up getting tens, which are nine point swings. So three nine-point swings added up, and I'm sure they're going to be coming in uh, hot and heavy on Thursday, ready to go.
1: Talk a little bit more about that, Ryan, of being behind and and not only winning, but winning by pin.
3: Huge. I mean, they were just momentum. You could just see it on their – you know, our crowd's going crazy. They're sitting right next to their crowd. You can just see it on the wrestlers. I mean, it's – and I've been on – every coach has been on the opposite side of that. And so, its I mean, it's deflating a little bit, and not to, to do it just once, but twice, but three times, you really don't see that happen too often. And I mean, that was just a testament to our kids, uh, just continuing to wrestle, continuing to fight. We've guys fighting off their back to get themselves in that opportunity. I mean, it, it was a fun, fun duel, and uh, yeah, great experience.
1: Ryan, you, you mentioned Grand Island will be ready to avenge that loss Thursday night here on ESPN at your gymnasium just on paper, do you anticipate there being different matchups in the duel or do you think it's going to be pretty much the same 14 going against the same 14?
3: Uh, that's something we're going to have to still figure out here. I know they had a couple guys dropping a, you know, weight class for this week, or at least that's kind of what we're guessing a little bit. I think it's one of those things that we're going to have an idea of who we're sending out there, but it might be a game time decision of kind of how we're, how we're shaping up. It's, you know, It's a chess match a little bit. I think that's what we kind of talked about. We had eight duels this weekend with eight different lineups um, with not one same lineup the entire weekend, which is kind of insane. But, you know, we have the ability to – we call it a – yeah, just – I mean, it's, it's chess. It's money ball. We call it money ball and just trying to figure out what lineup increases our odds of doing, doing what we need to do, and it kind of all pieced together this week.
0: So you will wrestle the 21st, and then when is your next match after the 21st of December, Coach?
3: Yeah, I think we go to Lincoln East, I believe, on January 4th, or, you know, right around there, that Thursday after the first.
0: No, do they, get a, so, they uh, get a 10 pound weight allowance, don't they, for Christmas?
3: Yeah, <laughs> something around there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hopefully, yeah. none of my wrestlers are listening to this. <laughs> right,
0: exactly, yeah. Uh, Ryan, a couple more.
1: You talked about all the different lineups, but the guy that was in there for each and every one of them, Sam Noctical, he's your highest rated wrestler. He's 8 uh 157, is that the area? When we get into a duel where you catch fire, sometimes it's the lightweights, hasn't been the upper weights for a while. Sometimes it's the middle weights. Talk a little bit about Sam's weekend and where that three or four in a row is your strength.
3: Well, it's, I mean, they, they forfeited to him for a reason. They had a kid who wasn't a hundred percent, but Sam has just looked tremendous. I think he's like 21 and three or 22 and three to start the year. Um, and with our schedule, that is impressive. Uh, you know, he's, uh yeah i mean we we really start our our year off with kind of a meat grinder a little bit carney high invite council Bluffs classic and fracas to walk out of that 21 and 3 Uh, i mean he's just been kind of our steady eddie and he had uh significant goals in place and you know it's just starting to piece together to to reach those goals and I, i believe he can do it and so uh it's been exciting to see him take that step forward this year
1: Ryan, I, we had Trey on the show already. I don't have the information in front of me. Grand Island won the girls' portion. Uh, is there anything you can add from how the girls did this weekend?
3: Well, they got their first two. Uh, you know, I think they ended the weekend with two dual wins, and that that's awesome. It was tremendous to see. You know, we were excited. We got to have kind of a, a buy round, and a lot of our guys are over there supporting them. Uh, you know, our fans are supporting them, and it's just been awesome to see. You know, it's it's going to take time. Uh, you know, a lot of these programs are two, three years ahead, just from a you know That dual standpoint, we've got a few individual girls uh, who have been wrestling for a good amount of time that are going to do very well individually, but to piece together two dual wins this weekend at a fracas tournament where all those teams have had a couple years ahead of them, it, it was awesome to see.
1: All right, folks, uh, check it out. Uh, we will be there here on ESPN Thursday night. Frank Kuchera, the legend, is going to be joining me as well. Uh, he had to bribe his wife to let him come in and, and help with that. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Girls at 6, boys at 7. Ryan, we'll see you Thursday. Thanks for the time, and congrats to the guys.
3: Awesome. Thank you.
1: And we are here on the Doug and Daddy Show. want to let you know that where's the line? our uh, gambling show our investing yes. show that you hear thursday after doug and daddy and saturday mornings is going to celebrate with their 100th episode and it's going to be a live episode tonight and uh, all you have to do is uh, go to our facebook page uh they'll have a special uh, guest like jeremy odom and marissa voss from herd sports and they will be recording that and going live tonight uh, this evening at 6 o'clock on the Tri-Cities Facebook page. So if you are a big fan, and we know you are because we hear about it, uh, check out the 100th episode ahead of Monday Night Football Tonight, which uh, has the Seahawks and the Eagles We'll see if the quarterbacks are ready to go tonight here on ESPN. We're on the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth, Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC, Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, where the Red Tag event is going on here through the end of the year. Maybe a 2024 Blazer will get you together, do more this holiday season with 2.1% APR or $1,500 total cash allowance how do you find out more you go to thinkmidway.com you see all the vehicles on the lot just over 380 of them right now some are new a handful of pre-owned they'll get you taken care of it's not just christmas it's the end of the year they'll work the deals with you at midway
5: we'll be back and wrap things up in a moment now that the holiday shopping season has officially begun it won't be long before it's time to get wrapping paper this year copycat printing has the perfect paper for all your gifts personalized wrapping paper Imagine your kids tearing into paper with their picture on it. Get to copycat printing in Carney today and get your family printed on the wrapping paper you'll give this holiday season. The most unique gift will be your face. We're sure you'll find keeping your money local will also keep extra money in your pocket this holiday season. Think, shop, buy local with copycat printing of Carney. The year was
6: 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always
5: answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put
4: Rocky in your corner.
5: Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings.
3: Hey, Husker fans, it's Kinsey Knuckles with 1890. 1890 Nebraska's Countdown to Signing Day is in full swing. We want to thank everyone who has gotten involved so far. A generous donor has pledged to match all contributions up to the first $250,000 raised. That's right, from now until Tuesday at 4 p.m., for every dollar you contribute during our Countdown to Signing Day event, $2 will go to our amazing Nebraska student-athletes. We need your help. Visit 1890Nebraska.com and click the Contribute Now button or text NEBNIL to hundred one Let's do big thanks, Husker Nation.
1: Thank you, Daddy. show Oh, Jimmy. We know how tough these bowl games are. It was a rough it was a rough week for me and you picking games. You <laughs> tonight. Jimmy went 0-2 in his college games with Texas Tech beating Cal and uh, New Mexico State falling in their contest. But you have one that is going today. It's the only game out there this afternoon, the famous Toastery Bowl. You like Old Dominion over Western Kentucky.
0: Yeah, that's who I'm taking. You know, one of the things I'm going to be real careful about is when we give out these games this far in advance, I didn't know some of the guys were not playing that are playing. you got to really be careful and yeah. look into that stuff. It's really tough right now. Uh, I thought California was going to be full strength, and they had a couple guys decide not to play. What is California holding back for? Your favorite
1: yeah. team's playing tomorrow. You got anything on that? Uh, Texas,
0: San Antonio, no. and Marshall? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I don't have. My confidence went down a ton. Uh-huh. It is. I'm just like everybody else. You yeah. lose, you, you go to. You go one time to the horse races and you walk out of there and you're looking in your head going, what am I doing here? Yeah. And you get in your car and you drive home going, go, my God. I'm-
1: get signed up for the Dug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza at ESPNSuperStation.com or NewsChannelNebraska.com with our grand prize from Husker's Sit and Sleep, great prizes from Cunningham's Journal, Big Dally's Deli, and more. It's free. The first bowls you have to pick start on December the 26th. So you have through Christmas, but you know you're going to be busy. You're going to forget about it. Don't wait. You just have to pick the winner. You don't even have to worry about the point spread the Doug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza go to ESPN Superstation.com if you're getting ready for lunch the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill special special going on right now it is chicken and dressing with potatoes and chicken gravy Texas toast 10 29 Monday through Thursday while supplies last it is the special special every Monday they also have a steak sandwich and Monday night is boneless wing night get your favorite coating of Cajun, lemon pepper, honey Dijon, wassaba nero, whatever it is, the jack sauce. They've got it there for you at your Carney chicken coop. Come on in, watch the games, and enjoy a little Christmas cheer at the coop. Well, if you missed it, again, just kind of running down a couple things before we get out of here. Grambling, naming Mickey Joseph their head coach. He was their wide receiver and special teams coach in 2014 and 2015. The NFL yesterday. As usual, pretty weird out there. Houston, who seemed to have everybody injured, top two wide receivers, quarterback down 13 to nothing, went in in overtime. Miami without Tyreek Hill. The Jets were a one half team, apparently. They beat the Jets 30 to nothing. Kansas City, after a slow start, beating New England. In the rain, Carolina kicks three field goals. Atlanta throws an interception inside the five, and uh, that's a 9 7 yawner. San Francisco outscores Arizona 45 29, and Buffalo just thumps Dallas, a game that was Dallas's worst of the year 31 10. We saw Denver fall on Saturday to Detroit. Indianapolis beat Pittsburgh. Cincinnati beat Minnesota, but the quarterbacks are the story in that game. Creighton men uh, fall to number 12. They lost to UNLV, but they beat Alabama, so they're sitting at number 12 this week. Huskers going to be getting votes. Very big second half yesterday for the Husker men. Jimmy, they held K-State to 12 points.
0: Yeah, it was amazing, Doug. Uh, Nebraska was 11 from 31 from three-point range, and Kansas State was 430. From the free-throw line, Kansas State shot 18 free throws. Nebraska only shot four and only made one. So Nebraska got drilled at the free throw line, but evidently shooting those three point line, you know, I mean, we out rebounded Kansas State, and I think that was the big key in the game, being able to out rebound them. And Nebraska's beaten Oregon State eight and three, Dushane, who's seven and two, and now beat Kansas State who's eight and four. They got some real big wins here. Those are all nice wins.
1: And everybody has a game before Christmas. The Huskers will host North Dakota Wednesday. Yesterday, Jawan Gary, 13 points, 18 rebounds. Rink mass, 19 points, 12 rebounds. The 9-2 and two start, the best since 2018. Alexis Barkowski, 21 points, goes over 1,000 in her career as the Huskers cruise over Southern, 76-51. to 51. Few too many fouls in this game. Coach Amy Williams says, I wish we would have finished better because they had a huge lead at halftime. But the Husker women are also 9-2. and two. They'll have a tough one at Kansas Wednesday. Creighton women are now 21st in the country. They beat Drake 89-78. to 78. Hastings men will be tipping it off here at 1 o'clock. That is going on in Hawaii. They came back from an 8-point halftime deficit Saturday, 72-65 over Dakota State. Reggie Thomas, 33 more points. Uh, As we talked with Coach Raritan last week, they're 10-2. Hastings women will play tomorrow night. UNK women rolled Newman University, and they are playing at Central Oklahoma this afternoon at 1.30. The men fell to Newman. They'll host Bethany College, and that is coming up tomorrow. In the uh, wrestling mat, uh, the Huskers took care of a very – good South Dakota State team, 21-17. UNK got wins over Augustana and Sioux Falls. Hastings' men went 1-2 and two at Benedictine. All the wrestling teams were off until the first of the year. Tri-City Storm went 1-1 one and one over the weekend. We told you about our basketball tonight and what great games we had at the Heartland Hoops Holiday Classic, starting with the shelton Osceola game going all the way through. Jimmy, it was a great Saturday at Hastings.
0: Yeah, College. I thought Tino Martinez really matched up the teams well, so every game went down to the last minute. I mean, you know, you're competing and getting right down to the last minute and really good competitive and i thought the players and coaches acted really good too a lot of good sportsmanship displayed
1: lee finds walk volleyball mag among our guests tomorrow thanks to kevin suits from 1011 sports matt davison the 1890 initiative and carney high wrestling coach ryan bauer for being with us on today's doug and daddy show
5: you've been listening to a doug and daddy podcast brought to you by cunningham's drool Cunningham's Journal,
4: the only bar you need to know in Carnage. Oh,
3: darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make to do that again. Game